0: Welcome to Managing Projects, the podcast for project managers in search of trends and insights. Join us as our guests dig deep into the thought-provoking topics that matter most to project management professionals. You can find all the episodes at managingprojects.ca. And now, here's your host, Ron Smith.
1: Welcome to the Managing Projects podcast. And today, I have a guest with me named Vincent Mirabelli. And he is the principal at Global Project Synergy. Vincent and I crossed paths at the Project World in Moncton. Vincent leads process change through combining Lean Six Sigma methodology and design thinking. So welcome, Vincent. Thanks, Ron. Thanks for having me uh, on the show. I've, I've noticed something that I found intriguing. So you are PMP certified. You have a certification through the IIBA and you are a Lean Six Sigma so I don't run across very many people that have all three. And I mm-hmm. wondered if you would talk about, you know, why would you ever do such a thing? Why would you ever get so many different <laughs> certifications? And, and and for our listeners, you know, who may be contemplating taking all those different certifications, what would you say to them after going going through that path? Whenever I talk
0: about any of my certifications, I'll, I'll allude to the fact that one of my goals in life was to have more letters after my name than in it, Not nine <laughs> letters in my last name. So, so there you go. Um, so yeah, I, I, uh, I'm a PMP. I'm a, a CBAP through IIBA. I'm a CCXP, which is a, a Certified Customer Experience Professional. Uh, yes, you can be certified in customer experience. I'm a Lean Six Sigma Master Black Belt. I just completed my ProSci change management. I collect these designations. A lot of people will sort of look at me and say, you know, that doesn't make sense that that you would like if you're a PMP, if you're a PM, you should be a PMP. Period. If you're a BA, you should be, you know, either CBAP certified or the the PBA through through PMI. Period. And that isn't enough for me because I think that's that's very typical. I started accumulating these these certifications because they make me better at what I do. And what I do is what a lot of people do, which is solve problems. And so um, having these different disciplines, these different methodologies in my proverbial quiver allows me to draw the appropriate arrow for, for the problem at hand. If all you have is a hammer, every problem is a nail, right? Very, you know, cliche saying I don't have just a hammer in my toolkit. And so I'm able to draw the knowledge and the learning and the practice from all of those different disciplines, as well as combining, like there's a lot of synergy between each of those disciplines as well. Like y- you think about what, what project management is, it's really managing change
1: and um, mm-hmm.
0: If you think about you know what business analysis is, it's getting to the root of the problem, which is a big focus of, of Lean Six Sigma. And so there's all all of these different disciplines, which then feed into how do you add value to your customers, which is the customer experience certification. So it's it's all tied together.
1: One of my last projects, we were we we had taken a project methodology and we had some ITIL mixed in, and what I noticed. I kind of came to notice this during a meeting that we had with a group of uh, peers through the meeting. Some of these terms that were labeled in the project methodology were used in the ITIL methodology, but they were an overloaded term. So you had half the room thinking, I use that definition of this term within my context this way, and the other right. half of the room that was an ITIL folks used that Definition of the term a different way, and until you studied it, you didn't realize that half the people in the room kind of went left on you with that term, Mm -hmm. and the other half people are are thinking of something different. So, I totally see the value in doing all of these certifications, especially when you get down to the execution, because you'll literally, if you don't uncover that overloaded term between the two uh, methodologies, half the project team's (laughs) going to take a left turn on you at some point, and the other. And wonder why the the rest of them took the right turn. And
0: and and you you touched on you know the the point the sort of the punchline is the execution. Like you know I, I've I've said pretty openly that there are there are some certifications that all they really prove is that you can read a book and pass a test. When right. it comes to actual delivery, can you can you bring the thunder? So you either can or you can't. Um, I, the, the question I get mo- most asked uh, because I'm a, um, a master black belt is around uh, Lean Six Sigma certification. Because there is no global overarching body similar to like a PMI, there's such a disparity in the training. And and so, you know, if, if all you're interested in is is having that title, that certification, then you could go online and buy a, a, a green belt for a couple hundred bucks and do a four hour course. For reference, like my greenbelt course is 15 days. So when you're done and and has a project requirement. So when you're done, like you're, you're legit. Um, There, there, there are no shortcuts and it is not easy by design because it's meant to test you versus, you know, take a, take a four hour course and and pass a 10 question multiple choice quiz. And here you go. Here's your certificate. like, there's going to be disparity there and there's going to be, there's going to be differences in the ability to deliver when the time comes.
1: So if if you were to say, okay, you're certified in PMP, IIBA, you've got your customer service certification, your Lean Six Sigma. If you were to Mm -hmm. say there's, there's a, there's a, uh, if you were to advise someone that there's a typical order to go through it or why it would make sense, or is it just different to every person? It's going uh-huh. to be different to every person.
0: It, it really depends on you and what you want to do. Are you a PM who wants to understand what your, what your BAs are doing? Like ultimately that was the reason why I completed my, my PMP. I was, I was leading process improvement projects. I was, I was leading that, but I didn't have the, the same level of insight and credibility that I got with completing the PMP. It's, it's just, it's a, it's a badge of, of honor, so to speak. So I would look at it this way. What's going to give you the most value for where you are today. And so do you want to get into more of the consulting process improvement space? Then I would go, you know, towards the lean six Sigma. Are you, do you want to be a better Project manager, I would say that probably the best thing for you to do is um, learn a little bit more about change management. Because the the more I'm looking at what project management is, you are managing people and you are managing change. So you know I don't advocate for one approach to change management over another, but you know learning how to manage change in the business and and what the impact of that is on the people on the project team but also on the people that are external to the project team and will be impacted because there is there is such a thing as as project fatigue like i've seen people go from project to project there's no let up
1: right and, and those, yep.
0: those people end up burning out and so how do you manage your resources and how do you manage the the, the flow of change because you know depending on your company culture that pace of change could be extremely rapid
1: you, you mentioned a few minutes ago that you're certified in ProSci mm-hmm. and uh, I've read the book, not certified, I've read the book on ProSci, the whole ad Car model, which makes sense right. to me. And then you, yep. you go, you start down this path and then someone brings up, yep, this, uh, this company used to be involved with Cotter change management and, and they've switched to ProSci. Right. So how did you pick ProSci over Cotter? Was, did you kind of relate to that
0: better? In my in my nine to five uh, job, we actually brought in uh, for group training, so I didn't make the choice, and I was admittedly resistant from the beginning. Oh, you could
1: see yourself in the training.
0: Yeah, so I was, you know, and I'm thinking like this: this, I don't, I don't need to learn about change management. I don't want to learn it. It took me probably six hours to read half of that Adcar book. Like it was and it's not a big book i think it's what 140 pages yeah, 6 hours to read to read like 60 cha- 60 pages yeah it wasn't until i got into the class and i started seeing how how it connected that yeah. i was bought in and so yeah. you know as much as i like to learn and i like there are things that i say oh, i don't want to learn that and then and then once you get past that it opened up to me why it was important, and now it's got me rethinking some of the some of the courses course material that I have, and how there is a need to actually build in some piece of change management because I think it is managing the people side is is uh, is important.
1: Hey, this is Ron. I've been an Audible member for a long time. I'm taking a short break from the interview to let you know how you can support the podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. I want to take some recommendations from Mike Hayes who spoke to us in Episode 4. He had recommended a bunch of books and I'm going to start passing along that recommendation from him to you. The first one is called The Advantage by Patrick Lencioni. So in this one, Patrick talks about the concept of who's your number one team. You can download this week's recommendation or pick another audiobook for free and support this podcast all at the same time by visiting managingprojects.ca forward slash audible. That's managingprojects.ca forward slash audible. Now let's get back to this interview. I would say for the last four or five years, the projects that I've been running, there's been a change manager on them. So companies right. are, are, are thinking that that is important. You know, one of the things that I find a little different is if you run a project, you have a stakeholder list, you, you may not go up to the president of the company as one of your stakeholders, as an example. They mm-hmm. might get some information, depending on how large the company is. If it's small, of course, they would It'd be very important to them. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. For each individual project but the whole philosophy on this whole change management is you're going from the ceo down to the worker bees in that order of aging like are you aware of the project are you desiring to follow it yeah Uh, which is just kind of like this you're scoping it's it's kind of a nice touch to the project management certification because it makes you think yeah holistically a whole stream cut down through the company minimally of who needs to be Mm -hmm. involved but it's like it, it's broadening your stakeholder list and it, and it gives you some more skills on on who you can approach inside a company when it's when it's intended to be. You got to go right to the CEO and just have the, have the conversation to say, are you aware of it? Good. Right. Or maybe it was by their maybe it was by their ask that this type of project would happen from a strategy perspective. No. And at that level, I mean, they,
0: they've got other other priorities and other other things that are occupying their mind. And so, or you mentioned going from the CEO down to, to the frontline frontline staff, which you know, when you when you rope in the the other discipline we hadn't we haven't talked about, which is design thinking, which is like a co-creative, collaborative, human-centered approach to designing uh, products, processes, services, etc., you're actually going outside the company. And so you're you are bringing in the actual users and creating with them the service that they want uh, or the product that they want. And so it's, it's adding a whole other level that really puts a heavy focus on the, the voice of the customer, which is uh, a really, really cool, cool approach to, to
1: projects and problem solving. So how do you approach it not becoming a monster? So what I mean by that is I've been in projects where there's been an attempt to mix all these methodologies I find that it's even pushing harder and harder this way because you're getting to these Internet of Things projects where um, there may be industry standard or there might be government regulation that's getting added to these projects. But there are, you know, project methodologies. There's You're throwing ITIL in the mix. um, And then you go, okay, well, there's Lean Six Sigma. And if you added all of these in all of their grandeur, you would create... Um, such a large project. So right. do, you have any, do you have any strategies that you like to use to say, we're going to take some philosophies from this or some work products from that. We're going to add it together, but, w- but we're not going to duplicate everything that each one of these processes has.
0: Yeah. So you, you've almost set me up perfectly for the thing I've always wanted to say uh, in an interview. I, I like to think of myself as Batman. Uh, Number one, (laughs) Batman is the coolest superhero uh, by far. There's no argument. But uh, Batman has his utility belt, right? Batman always seems to have the right thing to solve the problem that he faces. I think looking at these disciplines as tools in in your tool belt is the right approach. And so you come across a problem. And our typical response in business is to buy some piece of software, to buy technology, and we just throw capital expenditure and technology to solve a problem. What my disciplines or what the disciplines that I've that I have that I've studied allow me to do is slow down that action and look at the problem to actually dissect it and understand it. So if you can define a problem well it's, it's 80% solved. Like you, you're, you're there. Then you just need to figure out the right tweaks to make it happen. And so being able to look at a problem and say, that is a known solution and known problem. And so it's not actually a project. I, I call those Nike projects. You just, if you know what the solution is, just go do it. Mm. If the solution is unknown, then you need to you need to deconstruct it a bit and understand what is the root cause. If the root cause has to do with any sort of process improvement, then you're going to draw from uh, Lean Six Sigma, a little bit from Lean Six Sigma, a little bit from change management. You probably don't need like a full-blown project management discipline. And so it's just about deconstructing the problem to understand
1: what is the best approach to solving it. I worked for a company years ago that had... A project methodology uh, for a large project and then they said here's our small project methodology and I really like that approach mm-hmm. because if you have a fairly straightforward project which is what you just described your Nike project mm-hmm. you know we've mm-hmm. done this before we don't need all the rigor the team has has done it in fact they probably did it two weeks ago let's just get them to do this again um, I really really like that in this competitive market of business you can't have these ginormous projects where your processes no. become more complicated than the value they're bringing and to, to your end deliverable. And I really like that. It can become too much when, when it becomes an educational debate within the project. How much of the process do we bring in? Let's study it. right? And then we find that there's overloading of terms. Oh, shoot. I like that. Oh, the whole Batman, uh, the Batman tool belt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the reality
0: is we, we look for complexity. Like we're, we're looking for like it, the, the, the solution can't be that simple. It's got to be more complex. The reality is most, most solutions are really simple. We're just not looking at it the right way. Yeah. And so, you know, that's, that, that's really the, the thing when I'm, teaching folks particularly particularly in, in lean six sigma it, it's it's the solution like don't come into the project knowing what the solution is do the work and the solution will reveal itself and and don't be surprised at how simple it is
1: we're coming to a close and uh, i appreciated your time because this has been a, a topic that well, i've considered to, to get more uh, on these different certifications My pleasure, Ron. Thank you very much. Now, if folks want to read about what you're up to or get in contact with you Mm -hmm. online, where would you point them? Probably the best
0: place to start is my website, which is uh, vincentmirabelli.com. I'm on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Vince underscore Mirabelli. And you can find me on LinkedIn backslash Vince Mirabelli, all one word. So, you know, happy to answer anybody's questions uh, as they
1: roll in. And the other thing I'll throw in the the pot for you is uh, you're also interested in speaking engagements. You you go around North yes. America doing speaking engagements. So if you're a PMI chapter or IIBA, what have you, if you're looking for someone, then Vince is a good choice.
0: No, I, yeah, and I will be I will be in uh, Orlando uh, next year. Uh, right now, I'm just sort of filling out the schedule, but I'll be in Orlando. Uh, and I'll be in Toronto and, uh, yeah, if anyone is looking for, if any PMI or
1: IIBA chapters are looking for speakers, please, uh, please reach out. I'm happy to, to discuss. And I will put your, uh, contact information in the show notes as well on the webpage. Awesome.
0: Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Managing Projects podcast. Find show notes and more at managingprojects.ca and follow us on Twitter at manage underscore P-R-O-J. If you enjoy the show, help us out by recommending it to a friend or leaving a review on iTunes. Talk to you next time.